Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Michelle from The Rewilding, a place to explore experiences, retreats and feasts inspired by nature and human connections. And it's based in rural Lancashire in Cochrane. I'm really into this and so I'm really excited to chat with Michelle more all about it. But first, welcome to the podcast, Michelle. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Great. So take me back to why you first set up this business yeah so I am born and bred um in Cochrane which is just yeah Lancaster area I grew up on a farm and when I was a teenager I sort of thought I'm going to leave the area I, you know after school and stuff I thought I want to leave Lancaster and go and explore the city go off to uni and go traveling and that sort of stuff and I thought well I don't know if I'll ever really come back to Lancaster uh, or come back to the farm and um, so I went off and, and did all of that and then found myself getting quite burnt out and uh, the job that I was doing at the time I was doing a lot of traveling with it like all over the world and um, yeah I, I got completely burnt out really and kind of found that call to come home and the job that I was doing at the time was all about um, like community it was all about bringing people together and I was doing different events and cultural experiences and that type of stuff and I I sort of thought I can do this at home, you know, somewhere where I love a place that I know really well and somewhere where um, after feeling burnt out that I can go and feel grounded and, you know, like nurtured in that sort of nature environment. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started, really. So I came back about three years ago, back to, to Lancaster. So what's the philosophy behind rewilding and what's it all about? Yeah, so the philosophy is... It's quite simple, really. It's about coming together in real life with other humans um, to do really simple things. You know, we live in a world now where everybody's so distracted, everybody's working all the time, life is so fast paced. And um, it's called the rewilding because it's using the, the concept of the, you know, using the term rewilding, which is obviously a massive buzzword now. But in the environmental sense of it, that's to to let things go back to how they were, to how they used to be. So I'm applying that to, to us as humans, because I think if we're going to solve our relationship with the land and the planet and our environment, we, we really need to look at ourselves um, and how we show up in communities, like what community means and and just coming together in real life to do really simple activities and things that we've lost as well, you know, like basket weaving, um, even just coming together to dine and, and share food with each other. You know, that's that's what we did when we were hunter gatherers and we, um, you know, like came together to commune together. We did it always over food. And, and now people don't really even do that at home. You know, they don't sit down in front the uh, they sit down sorry in front of the tv versus with their family you know talking and sharing at the end of the day do you think that I don't know as the country and as the world has gone more digital that it's kind of I don't know people have lost that human connection with people do you think that's kind of the the link and the correlation yeah absolutely and I think as well, I feel quite conflicted after uh, COVID because, I mean, it was amazing in some senses in terms of really slowing down, you know, for obviously that's not the case for everybody. I don't want to say that that it was, but slowing down and spending more quality time with each other in real life. But but now 
I think, you know, we've come into this world of remote working, which is great because it gives flexibility. But on the flip side of it all, you know, I don't think it's a good thing because we need to be in offices. We need to be with other people. That's that's what we were designed to do, to be with other people. So, um, yeah, I think it's the technology side of stuff is, is quite unknown. Obviously, there's lots of great stuff with it, lots of innovation, lots of different mm -hmm. ways to connect. But the human aspect of coming together with other people is is fundamental to our human needs, you know, and yeah. like the flip side of that is loneliness. And we know how much that impacts on mental health and, um, you know, people's overall well-being. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think before the pandemic, I was like, I'm quite a sociable person and an extrovert. But I think after the pandemic, I'm a bit less like, oh, let's go out and I'm more let's stay in and have food or or I think maybe because it was such a big chunk of time in people's lives. People went in when they were 18 and came out, you know, yeah, an adult in a full-time job. And you think, like, it shifted so many people's like, opinions and what they do. And, like, people might have got more into nature then when they were allowed on their one walk a day. And then yeah. now they've kind of adopted that as their their life, like you said, and people might have really got into and changed their mindset. And it might have allowed people... Like to really, you know, like change what they're thinking, and like you said, change and walk and get involved in nature. Um, have you? I, I hope so I, I really hope so because I think it's the, you know, I think all of this when we talk about the environment and the climate, and you know, you know, we're both sort of from farming families, so you know, people always talking about over farming, but fundamentally like we are nature we're not apart from nature food is nature and actually if we're just sat at home you know inside our cages or you know on our phones and stuff we're, we're not connected to that you know so um yeah I think that slowing down and people actually taking that time to go a little bit more inwards is it, it has been important and you know not to go I'm definitely not on the conspiracy theory but sent at all but the the, the pandemic and that has definitely spotlighted that for the people and uh, you know in it in its own way probably happened for a reason in, in that sense so yeah I think it's not a bad thing. Have you always been obviously coming from a farming like background you've always been interested in nature but have you always been into kind of like the meditations and sort of breathing in you know there's loads of I did a course in the pandemic it was like a one week breathing course and it was like loads of different speakers around the world different breathing techniques to help you sleep to help you like just breathe better and to help relax you have you always been into that kind of I don't know mentality that sounds really interesting I love the idea of that course I don't think I have honestly I think when um you know like being a little person growing up on a farm you you're always curious because you're kind of you're making your own fun aren't you you know you're you're on your own basically or with your siblings and um so I think in that sense like the curiosity aspect and then my view on you know going away being overseas or going off to uni or going to have different experiences I think brings different things into your own perspective so you know openness to trying different things like meditation or breathing or you know different activities so it's definitely not something that I've, I've always been into and I think like again coming from the countryside you know those things I think a lot of people sort of think oh that's a load of nonsense but you know it's kind of like you've just got to try it and you feel so much better don't you and freer and lighter than when you do 
do these things and the a lot of again like a lot of these things that we're talking about meditation and breathing or whatever it might be we're doing them all the time you know i think you know farmers in the sense of uh like what it means to meditate they're probably doing that all the time just by being sat on the tractor you know in silence just kind of really having that creating space to to think and that that's all it is really isn't it meditation it's just creating that space and you know when you look out into nature like I'm looking out my window now and I can see the the vista at sea level which is you know nothingness so you can really tune in whereas if you're in a city and there's cars passing by and horns honking and all of that like you can't create that space yeah so you're based in Cockham like you said what can you do when you like come to you or what what is there there for people to to get involved in yeah good question so um so we have various different events on and workshops uh, our signature event is our supper so it's a seasonal uh, supper we at the moment we're doing it once a month but we'd like to do it more and that's all about um cooking we're using different uh, techniques but mostly like traditional techniques but we're mostly cooking over the fire and it's all about using wild ingredients seasonal ingredients and highlighting british produce and british ingredients from you know, local farmers. So where we are here, we're right on the salt marsh on the edge of the Morecambe Bay estuary. So we're using a lot of the, our neighbours, Stuart and Caroline, we use their salt marsh lamb. Um, and then we had like their supper we had at the weekend. There was all sorts in the menu, like um, hogweed pitters and um, what else do we have on there? We had some mackerel, which we get from the supplier in Garstang. So lots of, you know, lots of different um, things, but really about celebrating British produce seasonal ingredients and you know the countryside really and then we do arts and crafts sort of workshops so things where it's more practical hands-on um, and nature-based activities where it's all about like foraging or um, nature connection forest bathing that type of stuff and bushcraft things like that uh, and then we have retreats on where people can come and do those same sort of experiences but for a longer period of time because um, we have some holiday cottages on the on the site as well, which um, is which go under Patty's Barn, so people can stay with us for, for you know, it's typically like a weekend or you know longer if they're just coming to come on their own, um, and then people are hiring the space as well, so that's pretty much like the, um, I guess the bread and butter at the moment. What people are, I, I see from other communities coming to um, look for a space outside in in nature in the countryside to come and bring their communities to to do the similar stuff really so we know that there's like a big a big demand for that for people especially coming from cities yeah I mean I can imagine it's a really good potentially digital detox as well if people wanted to just keep their phones away if they're busy nine till five or eight till six or whatever in London or in a big city and they want to come and just, I don't know, experience the smell of nature, the sounds, like you can hear the birds here, but I don't know whether, you probably still can in like big cities, but not as frequent. Um, yeah. Are your retreats kind of purposely digitally free or what kind of happens in a more sort of in-depth on those retreats? Yeah, it's a really funny one, isn't it, with the digital detoxes, because you never want to, like I, I always feel quite strongly you want people to opt in and never put people in a in a position where they feel really like uncomfortable and I think when you remove technology from people it puts them into like danger zone you know what I mean like uh, so we sort of say and set that expectation always on on our rewilding retreats you know like this is 
please don't bring your phones into the space and stuff. But, you know, people have got families and children and they need to uh, check in, you know what I mean? So we never kind of do it exclusively. Um, certainly not at this point, but we encourage it. I think um, the reality is like our phones are basically just an extension of our bodies, really, which is like sad, but I think it's kind of true. And it's like the elephant in the room, isn't it? That we, we're all in on it, but nobody really wants to admit it, but we're all pretty much addicted to technology, really. So um, I think as long as people have an awareness that they're maybe out of the room for a few hours and they're not with their phone, I think it's like it gives that mirror a little bit so so yeah maybe does that answer that question yeah I mean I had a look at like when researching this like at the retreats and the winter one looks so interesting and that's sort of to do with like astronomy is it as well like there's a bit of a yeah we I try and um with all of the with all of the retreats I mean there's so many people doing retreats at the moment because I think in in these communities people want that you know they've got to purposely um making it make a financial exchange with like their time and their money to kind of set aside that time to make themselves rest because people don't do it normally if that if you know what I mean they're not creating that space in their weeks or the weekends everything's so busy so and and all of them would just try and make them so they are nature-based stuff again like the astronomy like you think back to um you know way, way back when that's how we we, we, you know, we read navigation and we don't do that anymore. So I think just reminding people and like relearning some of these things that were, were massive, you know, when we look up at the sky where we are, and then it's probably where you are as well, you get to see all the stars, but whereas like when you're in a city, it's just full of smog, isn't it? You don't, you don't see those things. So do you, is it just you then who like owns the business or do you have like a team that help you organize the retreats and things, or is it kind of, you all weekend kind of a master of all traits doing everything I'm definitely not a master of all traits I am a bit of a one-man band but so the where where I am now um it's called Patty's Barn and that that was a farm diversification project from our family so just because of British agriculture has always been you know uncertain farmers always looking for ways to diversify so we have the holiday cottages here and then when I moved back to the area about three years ago, started doing events and retreats, sort of taking my past experience and bringing it back back here. Um, so I kind of am the, the host, if you will, and coordinating, but I'm always working with people who I, they're like a handpicked team, if you will, and who I believe are excellent at what they do and are experts in their field. So like Rob, who I work with, um, the chef from Forage and Field, like he is amazing on the fire. I couldn't do that. I just couldn't manage the fire and cook for, you know, 30 people. It's it's a real skill and you've got to hone it. So, um, you know, there are elements that I do do on the, the retreats and facilitate, but, but mostly I'm bringing people in who I think are experts and then keeping it fresh, you know, working with different people. So to encourage people to come back and try different things as well. It does sound like a really kind of relaxing and I don't know, like like fresh, like you mentioned, kind of space. If people are wanting to like hire the space for private events, what does it actually look like? Like talk me through kind of the aesthetics of it, maybe. Yeah, so it it looks like the our event space is a it's a rustic venue because it's from it's you know it used to be a working farm. So we've really tried to keep that and keep those characters as part of the, the spaces and uh, in an inside space where people do, um, you know, maybe more wellness activities or it's a multi-use space and it's kind of got that inside outside feel. So there's 
branches hanging everywhere and um you know it's it's all kind of reclaimed furniture that kind of thing uh, and then the outside barn that's um you know like the yorkshire boarding that goes alongside of like a, an, a, an agricultural building so it's got like um air coming through and you know there's an open fire in there and we like to have that table in that room set up for bank banquet style dining so lots of candles and foraged uh, greenery on the tables and um yeah it feels quite special when it's when it's all set up and I think what's good about it is the spaces are versatile and you know when you hire a space if you're going to bring your team at work together and you might end up in holiday inn and you know not not bashing holiday inn but they're the same everywhere you go aren't they you know it's kind of yeah. like that corporate environment whereas this is definitely more um I'd say like interesting and hopefully inspiring and feels more creative when you when you are there and then obviously well not obviously but we're we're based on the seawall here at Cochram um so the vista is like out to sea with amazing sunsets um and then we've got the agricultural land inwards and there's a couple of little woodlands where people can explore and some ponds and that type of thing so yeah it's quite a versatile space it sounds like a really untapped market for, like you were mentioning, like corporate events, you know, like corporate away days, if they wanted to do something different, have a few meetings, but like unwind and sort of help with their well-being. Um, is that something that they hire it for? Or is that quite a, I can just imagine like a load of guys from London, like business, Mary <laughs> Wharf, just coming in their suits and then being like, just strip it back and they like just get back into nature and just like ground themselves. Or is that not really a, happening much? <laughs> Oh, definitely. And that's that's kind of a bit of my strategy for the end of this year to, to, the, to the following year, really, because um, I think what we sort of said at the start of this, you know, those where, when people are in the city and it's just so much, isn't it? It's too much all the time. And, you know, a lot of these organisations now are remote working, so they're not having any space to come and, you know, either unwind or whatever it might be or connect as a team. Uh, so 100%, yeah, it's definitely a good spot for, for corporate away days or weekends. And that's something I'd quite like to tap into a little bit more going forward. So in terms of yourself, like retreats you've been on, have you ever been on any like abroad or any, like what's been your favourite retreat that you've been on and like, why was it so good? Yeah, that's a good question. I always feel quite funny about this word retreat because I think it has a lot of um, connotations attached to it of, you know, like luxury and all of that sort of stuff but I think it's with that word that translates and people know what it is it's a space to kind of come and do stuff for yourself um but for me when in my in my sort of last job I was moving around quite a lot abroad and did a few workaways and that's actually one of the main things that inspired me to come home and and do what I'm doing now because I was thinking hold on a second I mean I was in Mexico and I was on a workaway and it was kind of a bit more like a um I say commune but where people were doing everybody kind of had a role in the in the in the space you know to cook and to clean and that type of thing and I really love that aspect of everybody having um a part and you know there's a balanced exchange going on in 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 the community and the environment and I thought you know I'd, I'd love to do more of this and um so that's that's kind of like why I came home to do that and it's a different sort of setup if you will but um I, I, the thing that I love the most there is just the community aspect and really connecting with people and people coming together to share in these spaces and have really you know meaningful experiences and times and conversations and share food and uh just like be human together honestly so 
the community that you have and like how when people have come like do you kind of stay in touch with them is there a community people join like a network or how does that work yeah I think um how it's sort of evolved really because I am a bit of a a one-man band in this sense and the people that you are working with they're all sort of like-minded so you definitely find yourself developing like friendships and relationships with these people so um that's just yeah you know it's the natural byproduct of I guess what we're doing um I you know I try and send out a regular newsletter which is not always easy um but you know to keep and keep people up to date and encourage people to to keep coming back and um just sort of in the process of having a few more community events now which will be you know free to join versus um you know like a supper where it costs money to come to so um yeah keep keep an eye out for those but we do things like a a regular litter pick you know on the seawall here um which you know the the idea of that is is obviously to keep the the space clean the area clean and then also encourage people to come and engage with the natural surroundings and and try and build that community feeling up as well do you find that it's more women or men that potentially are interested in it i mean it's kind of a very sexist question but you do presume that well and it might be wrong but you can't I presume that women are more into it and men are kind of like that's a bit flowery and yeah you know what I mean (laughs) yeah I know what you mean and it's definitely more women um but interestingly with I think because I'm doing a few different things with the retreat side and the food side like I know the food food side and the kind of cooking with fire and the ingredients Mm. definitely speaks to that male audience but I, I, this is something I need to work on, but I know that because if say if somebody looked at my website or my Instagram, you would see those things like maybe yoga or something that's more a female focused. Uh, and I think there's maybe a bit of confusion there, but it is definitely an inclusive space for everybody. And, you know, I'd love to see more men. I'd love to see more diversity, quite frankly, as well on the, on the wellness days with, with people coming, not just from Lancashire, but from Manchester and from different communities um because it's for everybody isn't it you know nature it's the thing that we have everywhere you know it's all around us and um it is for everybody it should be for everybody so um but yeah it's typically women (laughs) can you talk to me a bit more about the like environmental rewilding sort of projects that you're you're involved with yeah definitely so um, this past year, we developed a, a really good relationship with Lancashire Wildlife Trust, so took quite a bit of ad- advice from them, and um, they helped us to map out a bit of a nature trail for our site. Um, and where we're located as well, we're, um, it's on the edge of Morecambe Bay, which is a triple SI, it's a Ramsar site, and it's a SAS, which is um, really important conservation sites, not just for the UK, but they're recognised globally. So um in terms of location it's 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 quite an important one really where we all are in Lancashire honestly um and then this past year we have um dedicated a space on the farmland so we've um because obviously we are we are still a farm so the the work the land is still worked for agricultural purposes um so we've divided um a section off with a fence and planted a big hedgerow in there and then that's going to be left to, to rewild and um it's in between two woodlands so we're hoping that you know it creates a bit more um coverage there to connect those up for a bit of a better wildlife corridor and it's got a pond in there and stuff so um 
yeah, we just hope it continues to encourage more wildlife and small mammals and insects and bugs and all sorts to, to come and come and call our spot home. And then we we also have a little woodland, but that's had quite a few fallen trees. They've had a few dead trees in there. So we've spent a bit of time replanting and um, doing a few transplants uh, on different trees on there as well. So a few things going on. Um, and yeah, we hope to just kind of, you know, we're learning all the time. It's changing all the time. You don't know what's going to happen because of the weather. You know, there's a lot of different things out of your control. So, um, but that's something we, you know, we want to keep continue doing better at and create a place where it's, you know, it's, it can still be um, agricultural. We really, you know, really believe in that. And we believe that we need farming and agriculture to feed our population. And, you know, I, I think it's crazy to think that we're going to rewild the whole of the, the world, the UK, you know, we, we do need to get our food from, from somewhere and doing it and doing it in a managed approach. I think in my humble opinion is, is the way to, way to do it really. So I was going to ask, obviously, because you are like brought you are brought up on a farm, um, and what your the ideas you're putting forward, you know, with the wildlife corridors, etc., are very much like what is going to be needed in agriculture going forward for them to receive some of these environmental schemes and subsidies that the basic payment scheme will replace, so to speak. Yeah. Um, which you seem very like proactive with. And I think a lot of farmers in Lancashire are quite proactive, but still some some aren't. Coming from like a farming background, have you what have you found like the uptake of people potentially from those kind of backgrounds coming to, to Patty's barn? Because I, I don't know if do they, are they like really are they very supportive of it? Obviously, proactive farmers will be as well. Yeah, it's interesting actually, because a lot of the people um, I attract here, you know, some of them are quite you know, very vegan, plant based and um, and, you know, that's that's fine to have all those philosophies. But fundamentally, you know, first and foremost, the land that we're on is is farm, you know, is farmland. And um, and I think that I think quite strongly, actually, you know, our all of our neighbours do so much, so many things already for nature. Farmers always have done that. They're, they're not there to kind of. Um, you know, I think this this lens that's on farming at the moment that 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 farmers are, are bad. They're not, you know. If I think about like, especially my dad's growing up, you know, he's my dad's probably planted over, I mean, planted thousands of trees. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that, that's just not something that they shout about. You know, it's not something that they're going to go on Instagram and post about because farmers are typically quite humble people. They're not on technology, you know, that sort of stuff. But they're always doing things for nature and positive, but they're also producing and growing food. And that's something that is a reality because there's so many humans on the planet that all need feeding. So I think it's just like being realistic about that, the food aspect, and also like, you know, all of the different things that can can be done, like having, you know, wider hedgerows and uh, that, that there's, there's so many little things. And I think that farmers are up for that, honestly um but it's it's like a two-way thing isn't it there's got to be a healthy relationship and good dialogue and um you know I think it's about working together to create this nature friendly friendly farming sort of movement versus pointing fingers I don't think is is helpful really yeah you also have a, a shop um online so what can people buy from from that shop 
Yeah, my, my shop online. So this actually, because I started the rewilding um, about, I don't know, three months before COVID hit. So it's not great to be doing like events and workshops and stuff. But um, during that time, I was like, right, what am I going to do? You know, we're in lockdown. So um, I thought I'm going to go and try and start building community and like, you know, meeting the customers. And we did this through the these these gift boxes so um the most popular one was i called it like a, a socially distanced hug in a box and that was just simply to for people to kind of send other people who maybe had covid or having a rough time during that time um to say hey i'm thinking about you um so the products in those boxes were you know we use pure lakes from the lake district who are amazing company uh for like uh they do oils and body care and shampoo conditioner all that sort of stuff uh, and then working like it was like candles just really nice cozy things to have mm. a nice sort of experience for yourself at home um so I definitely still doing that and uh, but it's it's one of those things that's now we're back in action with events and in-person stuff it's it's sort of taken a little backseat unfortunately so what events are coming up that people could potentially book onto or or happening if people wanted to to visit yeah definitely so I really encourage people to come and join us for the supper clubs would love to get um and we'll be getting more dates on with you know various different chefs but I just think that there there's always a really good vibe you're always going to have a good meal and try something that you you know you you potentially wouldn't have thought about trying before um I think that I just I just think they're really really good experiences so I really encourage people to check out the food experiences and then um, we've got lots of day retreats coming up with people who are hiring the space. Uh, you can mostly find those on on um, on the website and book directly through me or it might redirect you to their websites. Um, and then we have other things like I, I know I keep mentioning the basketry, but we, I have a regular lady who comes, Julie, um, to do willow weaving. They're really, really good activities. So and then always check out the retreats if you want something for like a two to, to four day experience and um, encourage both men and women to come on those because they're for everybody. It's it's uh, especially the rewilding retreats. Uh, they're more designed for like nature based activities ver versus kind of the typically more uh, feminine, you know, like, I don't know, yoga and that type of thing. We don't typically do those things. It's more bushcraft and uh, foraging and um, there is quite a bit of spiritual stuff there, too. But, you know, nothing that it feels exclusive or not inclusive for people no it sounds really exciting and I well from having a look on your website there's a load of things I've like oh I'd like to go to that I'd like to do that and um, so if people do want to sort of find out more information is the best thing your Instagram or is the best thing your website what's the best way yeah I'd say definitely the website which is the hyphen rewilding.com and then on Instagram it's at the rewilding community and yeah, you can find out all the um, events definitely on the website. And then Instagram is obviously, it's all the visual stuff, isn't it? And, uh, but yeah, to find out what's on, definitely check out the website. Oh, well, I just want to say thank you so much for sort of coming on and chatting about that. It's been really interesting. And I think it's something that kind of everyone needs to do. Everyone needs to have like, um, well, I was speaking to our friends who live in the, in London and, and they get a well a well-being allowance so they can spend that on something to, for their own well-being. So I think it's something that everyone should have to do so that they improve internally and externally. Yeah, definitely, especially in this like crazy, busy world where everything's just gone a bit wild at the minute. So um yeah, I, I think so as well.
Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.